Salutations and shit, guys. Welcome to another episode of Travel and Shit, your new favorite travel podcast where I, your host, Dee Carrie, have an experiential conversation on what was learned and experienced from travel as opposed to your average uh, review conversation. I don't necessarily review uh, places and things and experiences, but um, I absolutely do comment on what my experience has been. So, um, oh, and now I remember what I was going to ask him, but disregard. So, all that being said, uh, my spirit needs something a little light. So, I have a fun one, similar to um, quite a few episodes ago. You know, And speaking of, we're nearing the 100th episode. I would love to hear what your um, ideas on that may be, if you have any suggestions for um, the fun episode 100, um, but I'll figure that out at some point. This week, I needed something light, so similar to, now my favorite movie is The Wizard of Oz, and um, I watch it every year for my birthday, which is coming up. It's about three weeks from now. I am an August 7th Leo, um, so looking forward to And speaking of August 7th Leos, my sis just joined the live. Hey, Trish, a little shout-out in the podcast this week. But um, Oh, and if you're watching, you see that the kid got a wig this week. Shout-out to my baby cuz, uh, damn, she loves hair, on Instagram. If you are able to get yourself to Queens, definitely hit her, hit her up. She can... Do whatever you want to your hair, essentially. Um, she colored it and uh, did the install for me. And I love the look, but I am very, very, very much so a low-key kind of chick. And it's too much work for me. So it's not going to last the week. Like, I'm pretty sure it'll be out come Monday come up. But it is what it is. I, I love the look, and it's just not something that I can maintain. So... I started saying, similar to a um, few episodes ago, I had done an episode based off of, like, uh, the characters in The Wizard of Oz. Well, whoa, I never liked The Wizard of Oz. The Wiz is my flow. So I'd done an episode based on those characters um, and themes and, I guess, attitudes of the characters, if you will. This week, to keep it light for me and my spirit and what I need... I am going to do for you a little bit of a musical, a musical themed episode. So I chose four genres of music and I am correlating them to different trips that I have had based on how those themes make me feel. So going to dive in. First, I have R&B. And for me, R&B in general is smooth and soulful. It's kind of the sultry and um, the just kind of, I don't want to say mellow, but it's very, um, although R&B can be more, um, it can be upbeat, it could be low beat. For me, it's just that middle ground, right? That's my experience of R&B. And the trips that definitely gave me vibes of, smooth and soulful and just kind of along the I guess long along the middle path if you will oddly enough was Israel uh Tel Aviv and Amsterdam so um well 
Netherlands, Amsterdam's in the Netherlands. I absolutely loved the food in both places. I am by no means a foodie. Foodie food is not um, a reason that I travel places, but um, I absolutely try to eat locally. Oh, my baby cousin's there. Hi, China. Um, I absolutely try to eat the local foods. I don't think I've ever had fast food abroad. That's never been something that, um, I won't say it hasn't interest me only because I know that, um, regionally fast food can, uh, be very regional. Like it's different in different places. I was actually just listening to, uh, what was it for fuck's sake? It's a podcast with Wheezy from Horrible Decisions and I want to say Eddie Gillespie or I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name in this very moment. Love the podcast though. And the episode that I'm up to is fast food and they were speaking about some of the different things that um, fast food restaurants will put on their menus across the world. Now I was this, this close to getting probably KFC in Peru. But I ended up getting Chinese food, oddly enough. I don't I wasn't feeling well, that's what it was, because the trip the day before or the day maybe one or two days before I'd done the whole um swim with the sea lions thing and um I'd ingested so much sea lion excrement. I ain't even gonna fucking hold you. It you don't realize like it didn't register at the time that when you jump into the ocean and you're getting all of this ocean water in your face and in your mouth and up your nose and shit that since you're so close to this huge island of sea lions that are of course everything happens in one space like all of this is like all of their excrement is now coming and you know yeah trash gross it was terrible but of course it's not something that registered in the time all that being said now back to food right smooth transition segue if you will so during the time that I visited um, Tel Aviv and Amsterdam, I was on my little vegan kick and it didn't last long. I think I went vegan right before Thanksgiving. It didn't really bother me for Thanksgiving because it was a new commitment and I was totally on board. Fucked up a little bit because I didn't realize that some of the things that I put, for example, like I had made myself vegan mac and cheese, but I forgot that um, something else that I ate had... Um, non-vegan additions to it don't remember what it was but all that being said I had no problem not eating meat and cheese for Thanksgiving and I still enjoyed myself but by the time I got to Tel Aviv I did I what did I do first I think I did Amsterdam I don't remember which came first but I went to what's the name of the restaurant in Amsterdam I can't remember the name of the restaurant, but it was so, so good. I'm going to see if I can pull it up. The um, proprietor, Sam, was so kind. And uh, everybody there, it was, they had like, uh, not like your typical, they were mixologists. It was a full on, like the bar experience was so bomb, so bomb. And it, that made it more enjoyable for me. It was real, like, it was really sexy, I gotta say. It was just the, um, I guess, like, the vibe, like, open mic vibes, which they didn't have any open mic going on that, you know, while I was there. Here it is. 
Um, there was no open mic while I was there. It, it the labyrinth. It's called Labyrinth Amsterdam. That's their uh, their IG L A B Y R I N T H A M S T E R D A M on Instagram. So definitely check them out. And if you're in um, Amsterdam, absolutely check them out as well. It's a black owned establishment. The food was so good. Um, and they their menu had so 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 many vegan options. It was so easy abroad to stick to the whole vegan lifestyle that I adopted for less than a month, mind you. Um, a little fact about me, I go through so many little whims of wanting to um, try new things. I remember I had a juicing kick. I've done a crockpot kit, uh, kick. Um, it, it's, I don't know, it gives me a reason to spend money buying new equipment and tools to accomplish whatever my uh, short-term goal is. Um, But it's always fun. I think I just like the excitement of trying something new, and surprise, it translates into traveling as well. So I think that that's just part of my personality. And I don't remember where I was reading it, but somewhere was saying that – or it may have been a podcast I was listening to, but someone had basically um, alluded to the fact that um, there are certain things about you that are very core and they just show themselves in different ways. And trying new things and being um, a curious person by nature is, that's me. And it is presenting itself in travel. And since I can't travel right now, like I'm trying new hair, like I got this fly ass wig. Um, and I tend to, you know, embark upon different new, um, lifestyles or, um, experiences while I'm home. So it absolutely presents itself in different ways. And I would suggest that if you can't fulfill, if you can find or channel down to what, um, the core, value or what the core, the core enjoyment about something is, you can possibly find other avenues to explore that interest. So for me, um, exploration and trying new things is absolutely it. And it has presented itself most um, enjoyably so far for me through travel. But I absolutely find a ton of different little ways to do that back at home. But back to the smooth and soulful feelings and the easygoingness of R&B, that was absolutely my experience of Tel Aviv and Amsterdam. Um, I did most, I didn't have anything booked in Amsterdam. I really just walked around. I showed up, checked into the hostel, slept for a little bit because the kid was wild tired by then. Um, I think I took a, a nap and then I got up and explored the area. And I ended up taking about... I think it was about 45 minutes to an hour, and it was actually a really enjoyable walk. It was around the Christmas season. I think I went in um, November or December, and so I was able to enjoy all of the Christmas lights. Um, The shops closed pretty early out there. Everything was closing down as I was walking, so I didn't really get to, you know, pop into any stores. They were all really high-end stores anyway, and I don't have high-end bread, so... I don't, I don't particularly go into, I'm not really a browsing kind of person, 
Um, I don't like going into places where I don't feel like I would actually buy something anyway, just because I, for me, it's personally just a waste of time. I don't like looking at things that I'm not um, truly interested in. Um, unless, of course, I feel like I can get some type of other value from it. Like, I do know that I enjoy um, antique shops and, oddly enough, art galleries. Like, I don't particularly love art in terms of museums. Like, if I'm going to go to a museum, I'm absolutely choosing a natural history museum or some type of um, history in general. I know the best museum experiences I've had while traveling were probably in Costa Rica, uh, which had a lot of black history. There was a museum out there and I was absolutely surprised, happily surprised at how much of the museum was dedicated to black history in Costa Rica. It, it was, I stayed in, I want to say San Juan, whatever the capital is. And um, I got a ride into city center and museum there was phenomenal um but absolutely just walked around Amsterdam I had a really good um a really good walk to the park it took about 45 minutes to an hour made it to the labyrinth the food was so good the vibe in the restaurant was mad chill mad black people um it just felt really good and the food was good the service was good incredible experience across the board as well as in Tel Aviv all of the little um restaurants that I visited were really mellow, really laid back. Again, they were all vegan and the food was so good. Like I'd had a veggie burger at one point in the States, um, years ago, fucking hated it. The shit was trash. And this is like, it was for shits and giggles. The reason why I'd had a veggie burger, just because I wanted to try it. Right. So I figured let's see what this whole vegan lifestyle that people are talking about was. And if that's what I had to base being vegan off of, I could absolutely see why it took me so long to even try to incorporate more, um, um, well, less animal based products into my diet. So there's that on that. That experience wasn't great. Oddly enough, that Impossible Burger from Burger King, mad fucking good too, y'all. Fucks with that if you do. Um, let's see. So, yeah. Israel and the Netherlands were my R&B trips. Really smooth, um, laid back, easygoing. I didn't have anything booked in either one of the destinations. I had um, just a lot of free time, walked around, explored the neighborhoods that I was staying in and ate at local restaurants, and all of the food was good. I don't care where I went. I went to maybe three different restaurants in Tel Aviv. I was only in Amsterdam for a long layover, and um, every place I went, the food was delicious in whatever I got, I enjoyed. So that was absolutely um, the smooth and mellow experience in traveling. So next I'll go with hip-hop. Uh, rap, if you will. I personally believe there's a difference in the two. Either way, they both are hella black to me, very upbeat and rich in current culture. Um, so that's my personal experience of hip hop and um, rap. So for me, those trips, no surprise here. Um, well, for those of you that listen often, I don't think it'll be a surprise, um, would absolutely be Cuba. And Colombia. And I, I wonder if you guys are actually tired of hearing me talk about these two destinations. Um, they are my number one and number two destinations, Cartagena being number one 
and Cuba being number two. And I say Cuba as opposed to where I stayed in Cuba, only because I stayed in two different cities. I stayed in Havana as well as um, someplace else I just can't remember the name of the town, but it was maybe five blocks from the beach. Um, And while I was in Cuba, I visited so many different cities, and I had an incredible time in all of them. And I'd say that... um, I chose those as my hip hop um, destinations because of how black they were. Now, in Cuba, it wasn't like as identifiably black as um, Colombia. I think also I just felt very comfortable in both of the environments. Like I just kind of felt like if I shut up, I blended in. Like I didn't feel like I stood out in either of those locations. Um, because they are both very, um, the population there, tons of black people that live in both Colombia and, uh, and Cuba. So my experience there was, um, very comfortable the same way that I feel comfortable listening to hip hop, if you will. Um, I feel represented in it. I feel like hip hop has a lot of social messaging in the music. And I feel like that was also an experience that I felt in Cartagena, Um, especially because of my experience of blackness there, um, all of the street art, all the murals, um, all depicting blackness, black women, black children, black men. It's in, it was an incredible experience. And, um, I will always recall that experience as my personal so far, hoping it happens hundreds of times again, but so far that has been my most comfortable experience in blackness. I didn't feel like I was ever being questioned when I walked into a space. Um, As opposed to here in the States, it, in the back of my mind, my experience is, you know, a little bit more when I'm met with a gaze, it's a a judgy gaze in the States. Like you walk into a nice restaurant or you walk into a nice boutique or a shop I generally question why someone's looking at me in the, okay, so are they wondering why I'm here? Are they wondering that uh, if I actually belong in here? Are they wondering if I can afford anything here? Whereas I didn't have that experience at all. Any place that I walked into, I felt like people just looked at me because I'm somebody moving past them. Like, you know what I mean? It, it didn't feel like a, um, a judgy kind of uh, exchange in attention, if you will. Um, also, because of all of the collabs and the creative interactions that I had in Colombia, um, the the DJ Khaled of it all, if you will, that was very much so the the um, the trip that I had where I had the most interaction with locals. It was the um, best time that I can say that I have creatively had while I was abroad. I've mentioned before that I feel like I manifested the trip that I um, wanted in that destination. I said that I wanted to go there and work with other creatives. I said that I wanted to go and meet people and make friends, and I absolutely did. Um, Between Laura with the head wraps, um, Nan with the impromptu right off the street photo shoot, um, going to um, the bar with my tour guide, Chris, 
meeting a bunch of um, people at the bar. Um, I don't even do nightlife. Like, I'm not a, how do you call it? Um, I'm very much, when I'm home, I'm on my couch. I don't really go out. Um, not because, like, I'm better than a party. It's just not my, it's not my jam. I don't really like crowds. I feel like there's so many different ways that I consider things going wrong when I am in the middle of a crowd, and I don't like that feeling. So I only go to um, parties if there's absolutely something that I feel um, I want to celebrate. If it's a friend's birthday, if it's something that we are excited about, and, um, you know, just those little reasons that you go out with your friends, I, I personally have to have a reason for me to go out. I'm not just going because it's Friday or because it's Saturday. Um, that aside... Um, yeah, I just felt like I was able to connect with so many people in um, Cartagena that it was like um, some mixtape shit. You know what I mean? Like it just, that's the feel that I got from it. It was so incredible, absolutely enjoyable. And um, I really hope that I can have that type of an experience in other places. Um, and I don't necessarily feel like that is exclusive to blackness. I feel like um, I've had such a really good connection with other people. And to note, one of those would be in, um, what's the place called? Hey, everybody on IG. Um, in Guadalupe. I really, really connected with um, Kat of uh, Surf Guada in Guadalupe. She and her husband did a tour and I was a little hesitant at first because I wanted to see all of the um, sites of importance um, of the black history of the island. And in my research, I didn't come across any um, black owned um, or black facilitated tours on Airbnb. So I generally use Airbnb and Expedia to book my experiences because for me, it's just so much easier to pay through the app and it's easy to communicate with the host through the app. Um, that's been my personal experience. Um, I am very open to trying alternate methods to um, booking trips and experiences, but so far that's worked. And I am, I, I generally try to make the shit as simple and um, less complicated because I tend to find a million ways to complicate things when planning. So I keep it, keep it simple, stupid. Right. So, um, all that being said, I did really connect well with Kat, um, and had a great time. We still keep in contact. And, um, so like I said, it's not solely my experiences, uh, with other black people, but it presents itself most frequently when I am interacting with other black people and also the people that I met in Cuba. I had the most incredible time doing the Beyond Roots tour in, um, no, not Havana. I don't even remember the cities that we had gone to, but we went to a few different cities along that, um, along that tour in particular. And it was three other black women. They all lived in Brooklyn and they were the other participants in the experience that I had, so lit. And then I did, um, I met Kevin, who was, I want to say, my guest in episode four or five. 
Um, we had such a bomb time. Like I met so many really cool people. So all the connections, the, like the best connections that I made were absolutely in Cuba and Colombia. So that for me, the way hip hop is full of collabs, it's full of people combining talents together. That was my experience. Um, those two trips were my hip hop experiences, if you will. So Next, because we're going to keep it pushing, is pop. Pop is absolutely the white people shit of the list. That's the one where it's like upbeat, good for a workout. It's, um, you know, uh, I guess you could say the most eclectic, the most uh, diverse um, or the aesthetically most diverse. Because essentially in pop, you've got artists that look like everybody in there. You've, you can have different people from different genres of music working on a pop song. Everybody, even if they have um, a select genre that they are best known for, they likely have some pop shit along throughout the discography, right? So pop is kind of like the the mixie bag, if you will. And for me, the pop trip was absolutely Alberta. Alberta and British Columbia. That was... Um, all the fucking hiking. And a lot of people consider, like, hiking, I don't know why, like, white people shit. It's absolutely not. Like, everybody walks, right? But I happen to be a person that specifically looks for um, opportunities to go for walks. And not just a walk, but um, a walk with a challenge. Um, A walk with a view. I've gone for, I've gone on some incredible hikes around the world. And that feels pretty fucking bomb to say, right? I've gone on some really great hikes around the world, darling. But I have. Um, So I'll absolutely say um, Indonesia was one. It The pickup was in, um, I was staying in Ubud, but I don't know, don't ask me where the actual hike was. I know it was... I want to say like Mount Baldy or some shit like that. I don't know, but it was a sunset a sunset hike, which meant that we hiked for like three hours in the dark, like pitch black dark at like two a.m. dark, right? Um, which was a thing in and of itself. Um, I did the hike with a bunch of like twenty somethings, and although I look great for my age, my body is absolutely mid thirties. So yeah, my knees were hurting. My back was hurting. Um, my calves were hurting, but sis persevered. I finished the hike, watched the sun rise on top of an active fucking volcano. Y'all it was incredible. The sad part though, was that be because of the weather, there was a lot of like fog and mist and clouds. So we didn't get to enjoy like a crisp, clear sunrise, but it was fun to really be able to pay attention and kind of look directly at the sun to try to see it come up through the clouds. But um, still fun nonetheless. But back to Alberta. Alberta had probably the best views, the, the most great views because I've had great views in every outdoor destination. Costa Rica had some incredible, incredible views. Um, Bali had some incredible views. Um, but Alberta had the most, not in, 
I guess, rank order, but in quantity. Like there were so many incredible, like every single day we were there, we were surrounded by absolute, utter, sickening beauty. Okay. I mean, like just, I'm a very outdoor kind of girl. I am a city girl. I love the the creature comforts of being able to, you know, find anything you need at relatively any hour of the day of the city. But when it comes to what brings me peace and what brings me joy is outside shit. And it was cold, but something about, I mean, also I was prepped for it. Like I had layers on layers, so I was comfortable. And because we were moving so much, the the cold never got a chance to like sit in or settle in. Um, I was also with one of my closest friends, so that made the trip more enjoyable. I think it's episode number, it's one of the first five or ten episodes, but it's um, traveling with friends or something like that I where I divulged that we were absolutely ready to kill each other at one point. It was, I think it was probably by the third day of spending every moment together. For me, it got to, like, I was, like, entertaining myself by talking to other people. And we just had to realize that we had different, um, as long as we'd known each other, it just, we hadn't spent that much time together. But we had to just realize that we had different travel styles. She's very much much so a shopper. She loves to shop. And that's another thing about the trip that made it kind of like poppy for me is that we spent so much time on like the main town strip where there were all of the shops. There were high-end shops. There were mid-end shops. There were really um, cheap tchotchke shops and stuff. And we also came across some really cool – I personally love – Uh, shopping along the way. Like, I don't want to go to a dedicated space for shopping. I prefer to stumble upon my purchases. So I would personally rather buy something from um, the gift shop of a destination that we venture out to, or if we're driving along the way and a store pops up and something just looks interesting along the way, I would absolutely love to um, experience it that way as opposed to going to a mall. I don't, that part, I, I, it's not my thing. Um, but different travel styles. Apparently I've been traveling in groups or traveling with people the wrong way, considering I never really thought to um, ask those types of questions when traveling with somebody. Granted, we share very similar interests in the sense that we both love outdoor shit. We both love hiking. Even in New York, when I hike, she's the person that I hike with or one of the people that I hike with. Um, so, hey, Chris, I don't know you know, what you're going to watch on if you do watch this episode or listen. Love you, girl. Um, but um, every single day we walked, we hiked, we did something outside, fucking loved it. It was so upbeat because we did so much moving around and we were able to experience so many different things. Like the water was just so bright and it's kind of like the sounds and pop are just kind of like, not all like high pitch, but everything is like in me, in my experience of pop is up tempo. It's really exciting. It's fun. It's fresh. It's new kind of thing. Like when I think of a pop track, that's what I'm thinking. Like if I were producing some shit or if I were, you know, putting together somebody's album, that's what I'm telling my artists whether the musicians or the vocalists, that's the feeling that I want to elicit from them, right? And that's the feeling that I got in that um, from that trip. It was 
like all the the beautiful, clear, crisp imagery that I can remember from the trip. That's one of the things that I love about travel is just like those are mine. Like those memories are mine. Another fun fact, I am definitely afraid of um, getting dementia or Alzheimer's only because my memories and my experiences mean so much to me. Um, And that's one of those things where they say, oh, they can never take your memories away. Well, as science would have it, there are sadly um, some diseases that can do that to you. And that is a personal fear that ranks pretty high up there for me. Um, But what do you do, right? Uh, All that uh, dull and gloom to the side, Alberta. I mean, we did Pito Lake. We did Lake Louise, which we weren't able to see, sadly. There was absolutely too much fog over uh, over the water, so we weren't able to see Lake Louise. But we did go into that hotel That was nearby. I remember I bought my mom a cute little charm for her bracelet. Um, Did a little light shopping. And that's more so, like I said, the shopping that I would rather do. I'd rather go into a gift shop at a location. Um, There were a lot what I loved about um, Canada as well. There were a million and 12 different crystal shops. I love a good stone. I love a good crystal. And everywhere we went, we were able to come across a different store that had relatively good priced shit. Um, I know I got a couple of really good ones from this one store. I don't remember where we were going, but I think it was the only um, group trip that we took while we were out there. Like, I think it was one of those trips where um, it was um, a couple other people on the the bus with us. I, I, for the life of me, can't remember how that came about, but I remember there were other people on the trip with us. And... One of the shops that we went into had really, really, really moderately priced stones that were incredible. So I bought a bunch there. Um, But where else did we go there? Oh, Yoho National Park, Mad Bomb. When I tell you the driving, we did so much driving. We had an incredible rental. We um, Shout out to Chris. She um, picked that one out. I want to say we got a truck because we knew it was going to be a lot of snow and we'd be driving through different types of weather. So... Thankfully, I'm the less scary driver, if you will. And while we were going, to, I want I'm pre, I'm like ninety percent sure it was Yoho. the The driving was, y'all. It was like going up a. It was the most navigating I've ever had to do. It's one like there were so many blind curves, and they were like very narrow lanes. So you're making the turn just praying that nobody is coming the opposite way because it felt like it was a one-lane highway, even though, like, it really wasn't, I don't think. Fucking weird. But when you look out your window, it's like a complete uh, a complete drop. Like, you're right next to the uh, – like, it's the, the end – not the end of the road, if you will. It's like a, a drop to wilderness, and it's not like a – a little, you know, it's like a vast canyon of, like, abyss. Like, this shit was scary. But, shout out to Donald. My dad uh, very much so instilled in me, you can drive anything. I don't have a CDL or, you know, no fancy license, but he's put me behind trucks, he's put me behind small cars, big cars, and just been like, figure it out. 
So I felt very comfortable and honestly, just slow the fuck down. And for the most part, you're going to be fine. Right. All that being said, it was a beautiful drive because you're basically driving through a national park. And once you like pull over and park, um, I think the drive I enjoyed more than actually walking around the park. There were tons of like waterfalls and those are really pretty and, you know, a couple of really cute vantage points and outlooks and shit like that. But for me, it was the drive, the way that it was so, ah, like to just be able to finish it and say, like, it felt like you were driving through a video. For me, I felt like I was kind of driving through um, an obstacle course or like a video game kind of experience. So I had fun with that. And uh, we saw Pedo was a really interesting hike. Like, we it was it had just snowed so all of it was like slushy snow and there was such a steep incline that um there's one picture where I'm like posing and it was like I look like I'm smiling having a good time and I was but it was also terror in my face because I was terrified of sliding down because again you slide down utter abyss like you're falling off a cliff and you're gone that's it so um yeah that was ugh. it was an experience but I had so much fucking fun and when I tell you just the number of incredible sights was such an upbeat like we hiked like nine miles one day just to see um the ink pots which is probably the most beautiful hiking destination I've ever experienced that's one of those pictures where it absolutely felt uh photoshopped right um, so yeah, pop trip was absolutely Alberta. Uh, let's see. And, oh, and then additionally, it's, it was the drinks and the meals that I was able to just have with Chris. Um, it was basically like when I travel by myself, I don't really make, um, a thing or a to do about eating. It's kind of, all right, well, what do I want and what's accessible? But since we had the rental and it's two of us, we were able to kind of just be like, all right, well, what are you in the mood for? We found this one, um, I guess it was not a bar, but a restaurant that had really great beers, really great wings. I am a wings and beers kind of girl. It does not take much to appease me. That's my jam. And when I tell you, we spent so much time in that space and so much money because it was just like, all right, we'll do more beers. We'll do another round. Okay, yep, you know what? Bring out more wings. It was so much fun. We really enjoyed ourselves, especially when we were able to sit, stop, talk, eat, enjoy the food. The food was great. So that was really uh, the poppy experience of traveling for me. And for the last one I'm going to do today, um, I will absolutely say I'm going to go with soul. So for me, and I'm certain plenty of people, soul is kind of like of the heart, right? It gets you in your feels and it just feels really warm and um, really, um, I don't want to say emotional, but I'm hoping I don't get emotional for this one because I'm just in a moody space this week. Um, but, yeah, for absolutely the the soul part of the trip, I'll start with saying um, Norway only because one of the things, 
Like I don't really have a travel bucket list, if you will, only because I absolutely want to do and see it all. There's nothing about travel that I don't want to experience. Well, except for the the dangerous and the scary and the life-threatening kind of, that part we can leave out, right? But there's no sight that I don't want to see. There's no fun um, experience that I don't want to experience. So I'm, I'm with the shits for all the shits, if you will. And so that about travel is absolutely up my alley. And the Northern Lights was something that took me two tries. I absolutely attempted to see the Northern Lights while we were up in Canada. And what's really cool about Canada, um, I'm, I'll say Alberta in particular, um, I'm certain it exists in other places, but we put so much work, shout out to Chris, we put so much work into researching and looking up different avenues to experience what we were looking to get out of the trip. Um, and that's another thing about traveling with people that appeals to me and then doesn't appeal to me, you know, because you may have a certain affection or affinity for one thing in particular and really be interested in doing it. And the other person doesn't. So it helped that the both of us absolutely love hiking, being outside and could tolerate the cold and knew that we were going to dress and pack accordingly. But there's also the she's a checked bag kind of girl. I don't believe in checked bags. I try to move through the airports real quick and I bypass all of that help asking people for help thing and standing around where the flight attendants and the, you know, the um, gate people and ticket helpers can see the bags that I have. This way they don't start asking questions. I don't want you to weigh shit if you don't have to, blah, blah, blah. So I absolutely got caught checking a bag because something, I think I had one bag too many or it was too heavy or something, but I really think I could have gotten away with it. But I had to wait for Chris to do all the steps to check her bag. But um, also, I think that I'm projecting on future trips that I might take that if I'm interested in something and they're not interested in something or just us clashing in terms of I would like to spend more time and money doing this than I would want to. So in particular... She was absolutely down and interested in seeing the Northern Lights. And up in um, the area that we were, we could do like a, I want to say it was like a six-hour drive, maybe longer, maybe a little bit less, leaning towards the longer, um, to a dark sky preserve. So uh, it, there was less light pollution. And in viewing the Northern Lights, you want it to be absolutely as dark as possible. That's why you can't really see the Northern Lights from... Um, major cities and even smaller cities because there's just too much light in the sky from generated from the surrounding people and stores and you know just the light noise that is projected from communities so out where we were we could absolutely drive to uh, certain spaces in the national parks where it was extra dark so that you had a better chance of seeing the Northern Lights. We considered taking a night or spending a day out at one of those places where we would have to, um, you know, um, rent, a, rent another um, a room for the night or doing one of those two or three night things. We considered all of that. We ended up not doing it because we wanted to just try our chances to see if we can get it, you know, if we could view it for free. Turns out we didn't. 
And of course we didn't see it after I drove like six hours one way in trash weather, ended up getting trash food when we finally did stop. It was, that was probably uh, one of the two worst experiences on that trip for me. But that part I absolutely did not enjoy. And we didn't end up seeing the Northern Lights. Thankfully though, I did get to experience the Northern Lights in Norway. So I flew into Oslo. I was supposed to have maybe 12 hours there, but I ended up getting delayed prior. That was along the time. I remember something about Europe, something closed. I just remember it was something crazy where there was like all the airports were like slowed down, right? And um, so I ended up getting to Oslo later than anticipated. So I did not end up leaving the airport because time-wise it didn't make sense. So I didn't get to experience anything in Oslo. I think all I was going to do was like go to a museum or something like that, right? Or do like a, a walking tour, something like. But when I got to Tromsø, which is in northern Norway, um, I had this incredible, incredible cute little Airbnb where I had the most beautiful view. Like it, there was this huge open window where I could see over a, what do you, how do you pronounce it? Like a fjord or something like that. And I could see to the mountains. I could see like the little tram going. It was, it was incredible. Um, I might have a picture. I'll try to try to dig that up. I feel like I say every other week that I'm going to post on Instagram, pull a picture up, but y'all pressure me. Just find me on the Instagrams. If you listen to an episode, and DM me or comment on something and let me know that if you actually have interest in seeing a photo that I mentioned on the episode, let me know. That being said, I had a really beautiful space, um, and it was actually a basement apartment. Um, And when I tell you my host, Tone, I felt like I was staying with family. So she did all of the extra steps. She knew that everything was closed on Sundays. So she said, I'll pick you up from the, you're coming in late. First of all, I think I arrived at maybe like nine, 10 o'clock or something like that between eight and 10 PM. And she was telling me, yeah, we have a bus, but it's really not that reliable. And it's really late. I'll pick you up from the airport. So she picked me up. And then she also suggested everything's going to be closed tomorrow, Sunday, And, you know, you may want to have something on hand so that you can eat. And I said, oh, smart, appreciate it. So she drove me to the grocery store and she said, if you need me, let me know. Otherwise, take your time, get whatever you need. Absolutely suggest if you um, have uh, Google Translate, download the language that you're going to use before you get there. And it will also translate photos it'll translate words on something so as much as you think you can navigate a grocery store in a different language you can but at the same time you would be surprised how frequently you fall back on just reading labels as well because a lot of the products aren't the same in other countries um, a lot of the manufacturer like Lay's is the same basically in every country. Of course, it's just um, the flavors are wild like I feel like I've seen like mayo and something it First of all, I don't I don't eat mayo. Partial lie. I only eat mayo in sandwich in salads. I'll eat potato salad, coleslaw, macaroni salad. Get tuna. Give me a salad, I will eat mayo. But if you put mayo on a sandwich, it's immediately off it's not an option. I don't like it. I usually will only suffer through it after I scrape off as much as possible, try to pull the bread that it's soaked through off. 
I avoid mayo. It's something about it that's just so slimy and gross once you put it on bread. I can't do it. I hate it. That being emphasized and said, um, I've seen some really gross flavors. Lay's, I don't, regional tastes, I guess, but yeah, nasty. Anyway, um, you'd be surprised how much you do fall back on reading labels when there's something that you can't really decipher just by looking at the picture. But uh, God bless her. She stopped at the store. Let me pick up some shit for the next day. Um, But when we got back to the house, somehow I lost my phone. And it turns out it was like it fallen out my lap in the side of her car. She absolutely went out, found it for me. God bless her. Um, And she offered to have dinner with me. She said, well, I'm about to make pizza. Would you like to join me for dinner? Yes, thank you. I absolutely would love that. So I thought she was just going to throw in uh, like a, I don't know, like a who makes pizza um, tombstone or I don't know, whatever brand of like frozen pizza. She just pulled out dough. She pulled out the dough, the sauce. She put all the cheese and the toppings on it. Like she made a pizza. And I was so impressed. The shit was mad good. She broke out the wine. We had wine, homemade pizza. We sat, we talked. It felt like I was staying with family that I just hadn't met before um, or family that I hadn't seen since I had no recollection of them. Like, you know, you meet family when you're like two, five, and then you meet them again as an adult. And so it's like, I don't know you, but I know your family. So we're going to connect like a family versus connecting like strangers. She absolutely felt like family. Oddly enough, she was a mad regular white lady. But what I think low-key made her, not made her more appealing to me. That sounds crazy. But I think what possibly allowed her to connect with me is, one, I think that racial tones or racial uh, emphases are different internationally. Also, she was married to a black South African man. I think he was from South Africa, but she was married to a black man, so she had a black-ass daughter. So I feel like she was more familiar with black culture. So she didn't seem uncomfortable with me. She didn't seem performative. She just felt like she was just with the shits, if that makes sense. Right. So like if you've had an experience similar to that, it makes sense to you. Otherwise, I don't really know how to explain that to you. Um, So if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. She just felt so comfortable and I felt safe with her. Um, I, I, so for me, that experience was just with her alone. I felt safe and comfortable in her home. Um, that aside, I finally got to see the Northern lights. I'm a very celestial person. I've pulled my natal chart before retention's not my thing. So I promise you, I don't know what my, I only remember what my primary astrological sign is. I know I'm Leah. But I know that there are like 12 other houses or some shit like that where all the different um, signs signify different aspects of your life and all that kind of shit. Because even as a a fire sign, I'm supposed to be ruled by the sun, I think. But for me, the moon does it. 
The moon is absolutely where my heart lies. I love everything about the moon. I love everything about the stars. Uh, the night sky is my favorite sky. Love a good sun, uh, you know, love a good sunny day, but a clear starry night, that's my shit. That is absolutely my jam. That's where my flow is. That's where my heart revels and um, just is happiest. That being said, one, you could just see more of the sky when there's less, again, noise pollution. And the experience seeing the northern lights was probably somewhat spiritual for me. It was one of the best travel experiences I've ever had. I don't know if it was because it was something that I had um, been looking forward to um, and had actively tried to have happen prior and it didn't happen. So when it finally did come to fruition, it was more meaningful for me. But even though I thought I was going to lose a toe because I don't care how wool your socks are, one pair is never enough. My nigga, I thought they, I, I was about to really be out of a toe. Thankfully, it was um, a nice warm coach bus that I could hop back on. And I literally had to take my boots and my socks off and like warm my feet. Like my hands were good. My body was good. I was sufficiently layered. All that was great. But my feet, that was, they were so cold. That being said, we were able to experience the lights from so many different vantage points. We were able, again, we were like down in a fjord, right? And I'm pretty sure that it's kind of like a valley between mountains. I think that's like the technological, like the technical um, definition of what a fjord is. Again, you could ask the Googles. I'm not going to, you know, pull it up right now, but yeah, beautiful. So we were able to see the lights from there. Then we drove out to another vantage point where we were closer to the mountain. Like at one point we were like on the water. And then we went to another vantage point where we were like in like a dry valley where we were just between a bunch of different mountains. Then we walked out when we were on like um, on an open highway, which was strange because like the the way that there's snow, they are built for snow and like they are absolutely in tune with this whole moving around snow thing. Like they're masters at the shits, right? So the way that their snow is moved and packed and handled, I guess, made it like there's a 12 foot wall of snow on either end of you. So you're walking like in a snow hallway, if that makes sense. But then again, it's the beautiful, clear night sky and then the northern lights. You know what I mean? So, and I went with Chasing Lights. That's the um, company that I booked my trip with. And what is absolutely bomb with them is that they follow the lights. Like, they don't just bring you to one particular spot and hope that you can see the lights. You go to the spot and... If you don't see, like, you wait there for a little bit, and then, like, they'll go someplace else. So we were able to experience the lights from, I want to say, at least three or four different locations. And it included professional photo uh, photographs. They took the photos for you. Because if you're trying to take the photos with your um, camera, excuse me, I'm team iPhone, and if you can't adjust the settings on your phone, then you're not going to be able to, it's not going to translate in the photo. Like you're not going to be able to see it. So all that being said, 
they were able to take photos of you with the lights in the picture. They were able to take photos of the group. They were able, like, they took incredible photos. They were able, like, you got your own personal pictures. Like, you were able to pose in all the different places that you went as well. So it was so bomb. I had such an incredible experience in terms of the um, the lights in Norway. So uh, Norway was absolutely one of the most soulful um, experiences I was able to have because my experience meant so much to me. Now, for the last point, um, the other trip for me that resonates with the essence of um, soul and, you know, soul music, if you will, is um, my trip with my mom. So I took my mom, I want to say maybe two years ago now, we went to St. Martin and we spent a day St. Bart's as well. And that is, of course, one of the trips that, of course, will elicit the feeling of soul and family and love because it was our first mommy-daughter trip. Um, my mom's retired now, so congratulations to my mom on her retirement. Um, yes, when we can travel again, we will absolutely take another uh, you and I trip. Um, but that is such, and I, I, was, I told you I didn't want to get emotional, but that was really one of those trips that I know that I'll absolutely be able to look back on and remember all the, my mom's funny as hell, y'all. And it's just one of those things where you don't, you may not necessarily get to connect with your parents differently like that until you're an adult. And um, I'm glad that we were able to have that um that experience together where we drank together, we laughed together, um, we joked on other people together, we people watched together. It was so much fun. And I'm absolutely looking forward to having a trip where I can talk her into doing more of the um, activities and shit that I like. So we didn't like hike or anything on that trip. We didn't do anything real. Uh, we weren't exerting ourselves or anything crazy like that. Um, but I'm absolutely looking forward to trying to talk her into doing a fun hike or like a water activity, um, or some like next level shit like that, that I know that she probably wouldn't do on her own. Um, so I'm certain I could probably talk her into something wink, wink, not, nod, ma. um, like that, but I'll never forget the really, really, good laughs that we had um Nikki Beach in St. Bart's so that is absolutely of course one of the um more soulful trips that I've had and that would absolutely be with with my mom and um yeah music of the heart if you will so that was absolutely one of the trips of the heart because it was with my mom um, so that's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you like the podcast, I absolutely ask that you rate it on whatever platform that you listen to it. Um, you know, the kid would love a good five-star review. So 
you can slide to the uh, iTunes and do that. Or um, absolutely subscribe, follow, download the episodes on whatever platform you use. Um, head over to travelandshippodcast.com. Check out some merch. I've got uh, some, I guess, promo pics or something coming. I, I don't know what I'm going to do with them yet, but um, uh, took some really cool photos this uh, past couple of days. Thanks to my boo, Marsha. Um, I don't have any particular announcements as of yet, but some announcements on the horizon for some uh, collabs that I've done with other people. Um, so excited to see what um, what comes of that. Um, so merch, that's absolutely there. If, you're, if you've been listening, I would absolutely love if you could take the listener survey. That's also on TravelingShipPodcast.com. Um, this way I can get a feel for what more you want to see from travel and shit, what type of guests you want to see. I'm open to all types of suggestions in terms of topics. If there's something that you'd like me to discuss or to cover, email me dcarry at travel and Um, or you can DM me, um, whatever mode of communication is really easy for you. So I'd absolutely love if you like comment and subscribe on the YouTubes, if that's where you watch, um, uh, same with whatever platform you listen to the podcast on, visit the website in my mind, I'm going to start doing more, uh, writing, like incorporate a blog aspect to travel and shit, just because sometimes there are things that I do want to expound upon and give more info in terms of more detailed show notes, if you will. Um, but I don't know, we'll see how the spirit moves me. And what was the last thing? Oh, I have a mailing list. Um, if, I don't want to write a bunch of emails, so I promise you you're not going to get a lot of emails, but absolutely sign up for the mailing list because it's the best way for me to keep in contact with you so that if I do have um, more giveaways, if I, which is still a thing, I'm still waiting to give away the $50 gift card to jordansjungle.net. I think it's jordansjungle.ri or jordansjungle.net. Anyway, one of my favorite places to purchase plants online. Um, so... I think I'm just going to, you know what? Boom, for my birthday. So you have until August 7th to sign up for my mailing list for your chance to win a $50 gift card to Jordan's Jungle to purchase plants online. And they deliver them to you. You get them within a week or so. They absolutely check the weather in the area so that your plants aren't sitting in absolute heat or in, you know, soggy boxes and all that kind of shit. But um, so until my birthday... Then I'm going to give away the $50 gift card. And I've gotten quite a few new follows on social media in terms of like Instagram and shit. So I think it's time to give another $25 gift card away on Instagram. And I'll probably do one on Facebook at some time too. Um, so stay tuned for those giveaways because I do have some goodies to share with you guys. And um, I appreciate you guys for listening. And I look forward to seeing y'all next week as well. So bye.